Hey there, listeners. Welcome to This Humana Life, a podcast for all Humana associates. We have amazing stories to tell and learning experiences to offer. We also believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insights into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. I'm Brittany LaMere. And this podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We're looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Join the conversation in our buzz group by visiting go forward slash THL. Also, make sure to text the acronym THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile Thursday morning. Welcome to the studio, Thank Sherry Bosch. Besh. Besh. Darn yeah, it. good. Good, good, it. good. So the O is silent. Yes. Okay. Well, we've known you for a little while, some of us. I know Tara just met you, and mm-hmm. we really appreciate you coming up to the studio and having some conversation with us. And we can uh, feel a lot of energy already. So um, if you would, just share a little bit about yourself and your journey here at Humana. Yeah. So I'm Sherry Besh. Like Carmen said, the O is silent. And I am um, married. My husband works here as well, Mike Besh. Um, we have a dog and a cat. So that's our, our little family. And I ended up at Humana because I had a friend who worked here. And she kept telling me I needed to apply. And I had been applying for you know communication roles and had never heard anything back. And she was like, send me your resume. There is a position in my department you'll be perfect for. And it's in cybersecurity. And I thought, what is she talking about? I, I do not have a cybersecurity background whatsoever. It's communications, marketing, advertising, things like that. Um, but I went ahead and sent her my resume. Was not looking for a job. I liked what I was doing at the time. But um, it led to the first interview. And then I think I had like four or five interviews. Uh, that's a theme we're hearing is the multiple interviews. Yeah. yeah. There were a ton. And, you know, even when I met with Wayne Crawhorn, who was the leader who actually hired me, I felt like an imposter. I'm like, like you realize I have no cybersecurity or even technical background whatsoever. And um, I think it was Brittany who said this before we started recording, but she said, you know, they tell you you just need enough you just need to know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and that was what Wayne told me at the time. So, you know, one thing led to another, and I ended up here, and I've been here um, a little over four and a half years now in cybersecurity. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I mean, that is awesome. So you were giving a, a role that you really didn't think you were going to be on that side, the techie part of it, but mm-hmm. or cybersecurity side of it. But so what do you do for them in that role? So I still am a communicator and a marketer for enterprise enterprise information protection, which is just Humana's fancy way of saying cybersecurity. So I create um, articles, you know, high articles or direct emails, Leadership Matters. I'm on Buzz a lot, um, just sharing anything cybersecurity related, whether it's a new tool that's come out that can help associates protect data. You know, maybe there has been a recent data breach that we just want people to be aware of. And then our events that our team puts on too, because we do communications, but we also do training as well. And a lot of our training is in person, like lunch and learns or in person and virtual, like lunch and learns and cybersecurity awareness week. And then we do create some courses that you can find in the learning center too. 
And out of all the groups that communicate at Humana, I, I just want everyone to just start taking note about how many awesome articles there are and how much time goes into those and submitting them two weeks in advance for <laughs> high. And um, another really cool thing you're part of is Seesaw, yeah. which is Cybersecurity Awareness Week. Yes. And I know that is coming up. Can you share a little bit? Uh, about it maybe give us a sneak peek i would love to because i live and breathe seesaw so yes as Brittany mentioned um seesaw stands for cyber security awareness week and this is our 10th anniversary which is really exciting for us you know i wasn't here whenever seesaw started but i've heard that when it did kick off there were only a few hundred associates who attended it wasn't available virtually there weren't different incentives that we have now for associates to attend. So we're really hoping this year to kind of show how much cybersecurity has grown and then also how much CESOL has grown at Humana. So we're bringing back some favorite speakers from the past, um, Frank Abagnale, which, you know, from the minute I started, people have been asking, when is he coming back? When is he coming back? So we thought this would be a great time to bring him back. Um, for those of you who don't know, he... Um, the story of his life is told in the movie Catch Me If You Can, starring Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio. So if you've ever seen that movie, Leo plays Frank in yeah. the movie. That's an awesome movie. It's it's really good. Yeah. And we're actually going to screen that. It is available only in person, um, but that is September 20th. And uh, we've shared about that in our Cybersecurity Awareness Buzz group, or you can reach out to me personally if you're looking to register for that. So he's coming here to talk about cyber security awareness he's going to come frank will be here on october the 2nd which is a wednesday at 2 p.m and the format's going to be a little bit different from before he is going to speak for about 30 minutes and kind of tell his story about the different ups and downs of, of his life um you know he posed as a pilot as a doctor as a lawyer so many other things he forged checks um so he's going to come and tell his story and then there's going to be an extended 60 minute q a with the audience what date is that that is October the 2nd. It's a Wednesday and it's at 2 p.m. So you can come and see him in person at the HUM 25 Auditorium in Louisville, or you can watch it online as well. Yeah, so we're bringing Frank back, Teresa Payton, who is an incredible speaker. She's been here probably three or four times. She was the first chief information officer at the White House. And so she now owns her own company. Wow. And so we brought her back. Um, Adam Cowan, who does, he speaks a lot about how to protect your family online. He's coming back. So we have some some favorites from previous years, and then we have several new speakers as well that we're really excited about too. Mm -hmm. So make sure, you know, as long as this gets out before Seesaw, go to Go Seesaw to register and check out um, Cybersecurity Awareness Buzz Group too for more information. And that is Go slash C-S-A-W. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And who was the FBI guy? Because he was my favorite, like most memorable. I cannot remember his name right the now. The one who's coming this year or from last year? Oh, it was, they have... Ryan Flipping. Yes, that is, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to go blank. Eric. Oh, I know. See, Eric. I can't think of it either, but like that was such a memorable thing. Like my whole office, we gathered around my computer and watched it. That is awesome. Like, that was that was a really cool thing to get to do during yeah. work hours. It was very neat. Right. My mind's totally gone blank, but it, yes, Eric was his name and Ryan Felipe played him in the movie Breach. And so Eric came here last year and spoke and he just had such a captivating story. And so what he's known for is he um, he worked for the FBI and he helped catch the most notorious hacker ever. Like it's it's really incredible story. How do you get these speakers? 
That, that's an interesting question. A lot of Googling, to be mm-hmm. honest. My team and I will just get out online and we'll search you know, cybersecurity speakers. And some of them are recommended to us. Mm-hmm. Some of them we just happen to stumble upon. Um, you know, we'll look and see what other conferences are doing, who they're inviting. So we found a few mm-hmm. people that way as well. Um, one thing, you know, we're all women and IT is so male dominated. So one thing I'm always looking for is where, where are the women in cybersecurity? How can we get them here? And to be honest, there's just so few of them. But that's something that we always try to do. In fact, a few years ago, our a theme was women in cybersecurity. And so we had um, more than 50% of our speakers were women. So we always try to bring in women speakers. Sometimes it's hard. They're just not a ton available. But this year, I know we have at least one woman speaking every day that I can think of. So Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. What do you what do you think the barrier is there? Why do you have any insight into why it's such a male dominated space? I, you know, it's just IT is so technical, cybersecurity is so technical, and I think it's just one of those things that you know when we were younger, we weren't really pushed into IT, anything in that area, you know. I still like I feel like I'm a stereotypical woman, you know, I'm I'm terrible at math. You know, give <laughs> give me all the words, all the letters, English, you know, that's those are my strong points. I have to use a calculator to do basic math, you know, and I think that it's only been in recent years that girls in school are being pushed into STEM. Empowered. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, as we look ahead to the future, you know, ten years from now, I think there's gonna be more women in cybersecurity. So it won't be a problem for us at that time. Right. So well in a tough Tough question then. Have you experienced in maybe here or in other roles, jobs, companies being treated differently, being in a male dominated space? I am lucky in the sense that I haven't. Um, you know, my department right now, they are very supportive of the women that we do have. You know, there are some women in cybersecurity conferences, you know, whether it's a one-day conference that's local or, you know, something that is a more extended two- or three-day conference that they're very supportive of us attending. Um, you know, I've I've been very lucky in that sense. I would say the, the only thing that I have really faced is kind of of my own doing because I, I love to be the helpful person, the person that everybody can go to. And so there have been times in previous positions where I've kind of become the default almost admin or secretary. Mm. And so that takes away from my role that I'm supposed to be doing. But I feel like that's just because I'm so eager to be super helpful all the time, you know. So I've kind of dug my own dug my own hole there. But we've had that conversation in previous podcasts too, how sometimes women are just more likely or more prone to do those types of things because we're helpful in nature. But, you know, at least identifying that in ourselves and making it a conscious choice, I guess, that's probably the big thing. I'm choosing to do this because I like I like to take notes for meetings. And sometimes I get made fun of, but if someone can someone take notes, I'm always like, yeah, yeah. But I do it because otherwise I will not pay attention, right? I have to be doing some type of like really intense typing on what's going on or I'm going to multitask. So, I mean, I, that's my decision. I'm not doing it because I feel like I have to or, you know, but I want to. So I'm trying to be more conscious about things like that. You know, if you are the helper, that's okay. If, if you're okay with that, you that's know. That's true. Yeah, as long as you're okay with it. But, it, you know, it would get to the point where I felt like in previous positions, people would come to me for these for these tasks that weren't related to my role. And there was someone specifically who, mm. you know, it did fall mm-hmm. to them to do. So I just have to kind of redirect them in the right place. So, I, you know, it is hard to balance that line because you do want to be helpful, but you also know that you have a job to do. 
you are listening to This Humana Life with co-hosts Tara DeLucia, Carmen Pantoja Evans, Brittany Lemaire, and our special guest. Be sure to text THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile or share with us on Yammer at go slash THL. Now back to the podcast. I want to go back to how you mentioned you write articles and communications and so forth. And uh, what I remember was an article you wrote for the Women's Network Resource Group. Was it 2017 or 2018? May have been. I think 17. 17? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was National Women's Health Week, and uh, we chose to speak on the topic of skin cancer. Mm-hmm. And you had a personal story that you shared in the article uh, for one of those days. And do you mind sharing with the audience yeah. about that? Absolutely. So um, I I grew up going to the tanning bed, you know, probably, I think I think I started in college going to the tanning bed probably like three times a week, you know, um, and it was, I didn't think anything about it when I first started. And then as the years went on, it was one of those things, you know, I knew that I shouldn't be doing. I would read articles, all these you know, um, research, like all this stuff telling me that I shouldn't do it, but I just wanted that tan, you know? And so after, you know, shortly after my husband and I um, started dating, he had noticed a spot on my chest and he kept telling me, you know, you need to go have that checked out. You need to have that checked out. And, you know, sometimes you just avoid the things that you know you need to do. And so finally I told him, I will go get that checked out if you go get a skin check too. And he agreed. So we made an appointment and, you know, while I was there, they did a biopsy on that spot and then there was there were several other spots that they just went ahead and removed and about a week later i got a call that the spot that um it actually it wasn't that spot it was a different spot altogether now that i remember um but they found that it was melanoma which you know i had to look it up but i mean that's it's scary like people die from melanoma um you know there are so many forms of skin cancer basal cell is probably one of the most common that a lot of us get um but the melanoma if it's not caught early it can kill you and it can spread Mm -hmm. and so you know luckily they caught it and they removed it and you know since then i had to go for about two years i had to go every three months for a skin check for follow-up now i'm able to go every six months and almost every time I go they find something that they have to remove Um, and sometimes you know it's most of the time it's just basal cell there was another spot on my leg that um, it wasn't melanoma yet but it did show indication that it could turn into melanoma so they went ahead and cut that out as well so you know now I've totally gotten over you know feeling like I need to have a tan you know I embrace my pale skin and um, you know I put sunscreen on every single day you know, before I go for a run, I'm constantly putting sunscreen mm-hmm. on. So I'm a big advocate of just making sure that everyone knows to be careful when they're out in the sun. You know, it's I seek the shade when I'm outside now. And, you know, it just make sure you get a skin check. I just cannot stress that enough. If you've never been to the dermatologist, just get a skin check. Well, and skin cancer is, I think, one of the most common out of all of the cancers mm-hmm. well because our skin is our biggest organ in our body and it all it takes is one mutated cell mm-hmm. to start causing and all kinds of reactions in our body so yes everybody sunscreen spf is your friend yes please use it i'm always on my husband about it because he's the absolute worst well and i found out probably a couple years ago i think on buzz actually that um your hsa you can use your hsa to pay for sunscreen what mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I live in Florida, so we go through a lot of sunscreen. <laughs> yes, you should definitely look into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. 
I remember that article got a bunch of attention and you know, because people don't think about it. I mean, that was in, uh, the, I want to say in the article, you said something that you tanned a lot as a younger person mm-hmm. and you are a younger person and, and that you chose to go and have a body check mm-hmm. and that most people should do that. And I know you inspired a lot of people to do that, including me. Oh, that, that's good to hear. And I remember you reaching out to me afterwards and telling mm-hmm. me that. And, you know, you think about your yearly doctor's visit you know you get your physicals um you go to the dentist a couple times a year you get your eyes checked you know so just make sure when you're making your appointments seek out a dermatologist it's so important and it usually takes like six months to get into a dermatologist anyway anymore Mm -hmm. so that's true so i have a dermatologist because i have psoriasis and it was just a funny story the other day i said well do you want to do like a check too like are you going to do that he's like oh yeah that's a good idea so I'm even seeing a dermatologist and he wasn't like, hey, you should do your annual like check. I was like, OK, let's get this on the books. You know, it's <laughs> funny. So even if you have a dermatologist, you may still need to make the appointment. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going for mine um, in mid-October for my six month check. So well, wishing you a healthy checkup. Thank you. <laughs> Well, kind of bringing this back um, around to your career. Um, so it's called, is it Get get Lunch? Get Lunched, yes. I think it's adorable because Thank it you. looks like Get Lunch Ed, like education, but right. Get Lunch. See what we're doing there? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love the word play on that. So uh, can you kind of share a little bit about that and what resources are out there for us as associates? Absolutely. So resources, you can go to go slash get lunched. And that is, uh, I won't say it's monthly because, you know, we usually take some time off around Seesaw because we're really busy with planning for that. Um, But about eight to 10 months out of the year, we have Get Lunched. And that is where we have a speaker. And sometimes it's an internal speaker, someone who works here at Humana. And then sometimes we look to local resources. Um, We've had a gentleman from the Better Business Bureau come in. We have had um, a CPA come in and just come in and talk about different cybersecurity topics. You know, because we have our big celebration with Seesaw, but it's something we need to make sure that we're continually reminding associates about just being safe online and so we'll pick a topic each month and there is an all associate email that will go out usually it goes out the last Tuesday of the month so you'll be seeing one tomorrow actually and then the following month we have a get launched about that topic and some of them are timely you know around the holidays we'll look to do one about how fishing is uh, even more of of an issue around the holidays, also shopping safe online around Christmas. And then in January, we'll do one about tax fraud. That's usually one of our biggest attended events is, you know, everybody's worried about tax fraud. But then we talk about identity theft and social engineering and malware, um, you know, social media, how to be safe on social media. So the one we did most recently was about sending mail securely. So, you know, a lot of people are working with PHI or PII, anything like that and so we want to make sure that if you're sending it outside of Humana you know how to do it the safe way so that hackers are just bad actors as we call them that they're not seeing that information so yeah you can go to go slash get lunched and we don't have one coming up because of Seesaw but we usually do one in November so that'll be our next one and so with that and having other associates speak at these events how important do you feel networking has been in your career it has been I mean, it's it's one of the biggest things I do. Like I, you know, we kind of talked about this. I love, I'm a communicator and I love talking. I'm, I think a part of me, I have a little social anxiety sometimes. I get a bit nervous, but for the most part, I love talking to people. I just really push myself to get out there and whether it's people at Humana or people outside of Humana. So I, I really like talking to different people at Humana in different departments, especially being in IT. It is easy to forget that I work for a healthcare company because 
I don't have anything really to do with healthcare in my job. You know, I'm, I'm helping educate everybody about cybersecurity. And so, you know, a few years ago, I was lucky enough, I got to do the Disney Perfect Service Experience, which was incredible. And probably my favorite part was getting to meet all of these different people from all different departments within Humana and make those connections. And there's there was a small group of us who went and we have stayed pretty close. And a couple of them live outside of town, but anytime they're here for business, we'll get together for drinks or coffee or, you know, just to say hi and a quick hug, you know, and that's that's been my favorite part so networking is so important for what I do so when I go back to the you made a comment about your influence or maybe lack of influence on healthcare, but I beg to differ because there is such a huge security component for the associate so the, the more educated I am about how to keep my family safe how to keep my finances safe how to make sure I'm keeping my members um, personal health information safe, that all contributes to my security, it's which true. is a huge part of the wellness you know, picture. So your, your role really does, the, the ability to influence and educate is huge. Um, and I think, I don't know if I speak, I speak for all of us. I mean, I'm grateful for it because otherwise I don't have time to sit down and like Google this stuff and figure it out. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. When we can pick it up on Buzz slash Yammer, mm-hmm. even a tip, you know, yeah. and then have all these opportunities that are just right there on our, at our fingertips that your department offers is, is incredible. And, uh, you know, so how do you, moving on to a different question, is how, did, how do you define success? I think for me, success is it's being happy with what you're doing, you know, I never would have thought that I would be working in this role, you know, in a cybersecurity enterprise information protection department. You know, back when I was in college, I thought I was going to be an English teacher. So I've somehow found myself in this role, but I really enjoy what I'm doing. I love the people who I work with. You know, I like that I have this opportunity to meet all these different people. So to me, success is just really enjoying and being happy with where you're at. You know, there's not... You know, there's not necessarily a dollar sign attached to that or some status symbol like, you know, owning some big house or, you know, how you're portrayed to the world. I think it's just being happy with with what you're doing. To me, that's what it is. Absolutely. So have you ever had a great idea but been told you could not implement it? And how did you react? What did you do? I feel like this is one of those really tough questions you get asked when you're in an interview for a job. (laughs) And you're just put on the spot and you're like, uh, right. Well, I mean, I have to say like, so here at Humana, one of my favorite things is that, you know, I've I've had a couple leaders here and they've always had my back. So, you know, in my time here, and it's hard to think about my pre-Humana life because I feel like I've been here Mm -hmm. four and a half years. It's funny how it seems like forever, but my leaders have always supported me and had my back. So you know, we kind of joke around in our team meetings like, oh, so-and-so has had a harebrained idea. But we always, I feel like we always talk it through, you know, no, whether it's my idea or someone else's idea. So I don't think I've ever been told, no, we can't do that. You know, if, you know, we'll see if anyone else is interested in trying to make it happen and what we need to do to make it happen if it truly is a good idea. So I feel very lucky in that sense. That's great. All right. And so since you are such a communicator yeah. here at Ehmana, do you have any tips or tricks for us whenever, you know, all our communication really happens over a mediated platform, either through email or high articles or buzz? 
I think for me, because I do so much communicating, to me it's very important that if someone reaches out with a question or a comment, that you are quick to respond to them. You know, obviously you want to make sure you're not replying just to reply. You want to make sure you have the correct information. But, you know, we and my team, we view everyone as our customers. So if I'm putting something out there about Seesaw or Get Lunched or, you know, maybe there's some new policy about cybersecurity and someone posts a question on Buzz or sends an email to our Seesaw at Humana mailbox, I want to make sure that I'm responding as quickly as I can because to me that that is good customer service. So I think it's, you know, making sure you're giving everyone the information they need, but if they do have a question, that you're responding to them as quickly as you can. And that's it for this episode, but the conversation isn't over. Make sure to catch part two next week. You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL, and don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.